You are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to FPEA Connects. I am Suzanne, and I'm so glad you joined in to listen today. This is episode number 94, and we are going to be covering a really great topic today, one that I speak about often when I speak to groups, but even more so one-on-one with people when I have a chance to connect with them about homeschooling and what that means to me. We're going to be talking about pursuing passion as a reason, perhaps the reason to homeschool. I have to say that this pursuit of passion was not where I started, but I've definitely landed there. So let me back up for a minute. I always feel like I need to throw in a bit of background in these moments for those of you who may be listening in for the first time, or just maybe you haven't heard about my personal homeschool journey before, but I have five kids and a professional teaching background. I really wasn't very familiar with homeschooling or the numerous ways that it could just totally bless my family to begin with. I have a son who was never homeschooled at all. He was in public school from the beginning until he graduated. And then I have two daughters who I started homeschooling in eighth grade when I was home on a year of maternity leave. So yes, three women at home in our hormonal states that we were (laughs) being that they were still in middle school. Um, It was a bit of a disaster for me. It was a bit of a disaster for them. (laughs) I just had thought homeschooling sounded really good. It sounded like a great idea. And I had been to an FPA convention. I was really impressed. And at that point, I knew several families who were homeschooling, even both of my sisters. And I wanted to give it a try. It was really hard, though. Not just the new mom after how many years? I mean, my youngest was in eighth grade. So I had the baby and my preconceived educational ideas as a classroom teacher. So even in the classroom, though, I was a hands-on kind of out of the box teacher, which you would think would lend itself to being a homeschool mom. But the teacher in me was only barely scratching the surface of the eclectic homeschool mom that I actually am today. So first, I really tried to navigate the transition to home and the kids who were missing their friends and their school activities. Um, I mean, we came out of a performing arts magnet school. So to say that they enjoyed a lot of what the school had to offer is an understatement. They were involved in orchestra and band and dance and costume design, so many things. And um they were missing that. And we didn't have a homeschool community. I actually tried to find and figure that out a couple of times, but it was like breaking into Fort Knox or something um, to get in. Literally the homeschool group that I belong to now and have belonged to for years, you only could join it one day when they had their, you know, um, interest meeting during the year. So it was really hard to get connected at that point in time, and especially to get connected to people who had teenagers who were homeschooling. So for me, it was um, a little bit of a lonely time trying to navigate how this would, would work. So I had a split decision, so to speak. We had homeschooled online um, for part of the day and high school classes 
were happening on site part of the day. And the, the girls were happy with that because they were getting the interaction that they wanted with friends and participating in the events that they had been accustomed to. And I was able to still have them at home, homeschool them, but still also focus on being a mom to a baby. But I was worn out. I have to admit, I was pretty tired after that first year and even into the next couple of years. Um, But it was a really rough introduction to homeschooling for me. It did, however, offer a glimpse into the possibilities for me and for what homeschooling could be for my family. By now, I had two small children and I was sure that I would homeschool both of them. I wasn't sure how I would homeschool as far as the approach that I would take to homeschooling, but I knew I wanted to homeschool. My why at that time was truly just that I wanted to be home with my kids. I didn't want to have them with other people spending more time um, in their day than I got to spend with them. I just wanted that time with them. And I wanted to do it right. Like I really wanted to make sure that I was not missing something and that I was not going to get it wrong because I had seen from a teacher's perspective, the real pitfalls of some of that traditional approach to education and how it didn't work um, for some students and some kids. So I really wanted to homeschool. I really wanted to do it right. My son was approaching kindergarten age and I'd learned a couple of things very early with him. Um, He was exposed to some really great videos Um, They were called nest videos and he actually really loved those. He would devour those stories and they were all from history and the Bible. So I knew he had an interest there and I knew I wanted to continue with good history for him and Bible for him. And beyond that, I wanted to make sure that he was enjoying what he was learning. I knew that I wanted him to enjoy it. So I began this journey of hits and misses with curriculum philosophies about homeschooling um, that came at me from seriously every direction. And then a lot of just days of wanting to pull my hair out and moments where I thought, what in the world am I missing? What am I not getting here? What do I need to be doing that I'm not doing? Um, So I would say that I was probably starting out in a pretty typical way for a lot of moms who homeschool and a lot of families who make that decision. There's a lot of questions. And I think that sometimes we look around Um, at the people who are homeschooling around us, or even if they're not homeschooling, but they're just really great at mom, you know, life, and they're good at what they're doing. And we, we look at them and we think they have got it all together, but somewhere deep down, they really don't. (laughs) And that's the truth of the matter. So, you know, if you have your days where you want to pull your hair out, um, I'm right there with you. And if you have wanted to scream at the person that looks like they have it all together, I got you. I was totally totally there. Um, But I've had those feelings. And at the core of it all, when it came back to it, I really wanted to just do the right thing for my kids. And I had to keep doing that and praying through that, especially when I got some of the side glances that I would get along the way. And um, for lack of a better way of saying it, I got some pretty interesting looks from people who didn't necessarily think I was always making the right decisions. And I'm not just talking about family members. I am talking (laughs) about other people that I homeschooled alongside of friends and family. Um, But just knowing that I think everybody has a different homeschool journey when you start out is 
is refreshing and reassuring. And and just to remember when we're having our hardest moments that not everybody's homeschool journey is going to look the same. And it shouldn't because we're all as individual as um, we can be, not just our families, but um, each child has different needs. And, and you know that, and that's just a reality for us when we're homeschooling, the great benefit of that and the, the privilege and the positive side of that is we can really craft everything that we're doing to meet those needs. But by this point in time, I was beginning to stumble into this idea of pursuing your passion and homeschooling. I was recognizing that it was a good idea, but I was not figuring it all out in my head just yet. And nine out of 10 of the other homeschool families that I knew weren't talking about that either. Nobody was talking about pursuing your passion and homeschooling and teaching your children to pursue their passion. It wasn't something that I heard much about, but it was really during that time, I think that I learned to appreciate going to a homeschool convention and going to FPEA for me. That was my homeschool convention experience Um, because there were speakers who talked about this. And even if I wasn't surrounded every day by a community of people that talked about it, I could go and connect with somebody who did and, and be inspired again and encouraged again to just keep going and trying to do what I knew was right. And the things that they would say would resonate with me. So I would step back. I would explain what I was doing to my friends or to my family. And I would just stick with that. Um, taking a minute to kind of explain what I'm talking about with this and with pursuing your passions. It's easy probably just to give an example here, um, better than anything. So like I said, my oldest child that I was homeschooling at the time, he loved Bible and history. And so we spent a lot of time there. He loved these things and I knew that they were good things. Um, they weren't things that were going to ever, I was ever going to look back and say it was bad that he spent time reading the Bible or studying history. So I knew that it was good things. And we did phonics sometimes. And we tried to read and write every day. And we had science books and math books, some of which really would bore or frustrate him. Um, but they were there because again, I was back to, I really want to do the right thing. I want to make sure I cover everything. So I would really struggle though, when I had to walk into my kid's room and, and be presented with the idea that I would need to stop him from actually spending time studying the Bible and say, it's time to go do math. I just couldn't bring myself to do that. Um, so I had come to the place where I listened to the talks that I had with my kids and I listened to what excited them and what they were interested in. And that to me was what was important. And I did walk away from those doors a lot of the time while they were still reading their Bible or studying their Bible and seriously was just praying that God would compensate for some of the things that I might miss along the way. But never have I regretted um, those moments because They had such a love for what they were doing that they were learning and they were retaining what they were learning. Um, When you listen to your kids and you talk with them and you know what gets them excited to talk about and, and you figure out what they can spend hours doing, that's when you start to recognize what is stirring in their hearts and maybe where their natural bent is that they have. And, and that's when you know what they're going to be passionate about. Um, It doesn't always stay in the same place, but I feel certain that as I look back over the years that I've worked alongside my children, that 
if they were passionate about something for a season, even if they didn't stick with that one thing, somehow it fed into the next thing that they were passionate about and helped them to develop. It was like grounds to build on. So it was really good for me to be able to see that as it was happening to them along the way. But I um, was good with pursuing their passions and trying to embrace everything that I could find that was good about that. Because like I said, I would get questions and I would have people ask me um, what we did and what we were studying and sometimes get these like, you know, really, you're still doing that. And I just had to, I had to go with it. So when you're passionate about something, you know, I would always say you learn it and you remember if there's a reason that you're learning something, you tend to remember it better. And I saw that happen to me over and over again. And that's one of the great benefits. If you're teaching your students that way, you don't have to teach them over and over again. Once they want to know something, they're going to learn it. So maybe you're thinking, it sounds good. It sounds good to follow your passions. But how does it really work out? So I thought maybe I could answer some of the questions that I most often get when I'm talking to people about this. And when I'm talking to people about how you can allow your children to pursue their passion in your homeschool and it be successful. So first question, let's just get this one out of the way because this is common, makes me laugh. But so what if they're only passionate about video games? (laughs) That's one of those questions. Let's get it out of the way. Uh, We know kids, kids are going to want to play. They're going to want to watch TV. They're going to want to enjoy their toys and their games. Any number of things that may be fun or interesting to them if they're left to their own devices. But you have to remember, you, the parent, you have the power of choice. You are choosing what to expose them to and you are choosing healthy boundaries for them. And especially while your children are young, you can guide them towards things that are going to be good. You can guide them towards reading. You can guide them towards nature walks and crafts and anything that might spark an interest in learning. Um, I mentioned earlier the nest videos that we watched and they were excellent. They were excellent videos. But even with that, there were limits on, on my kids and what they could watch. They could watch two of them a day. One was history and one was Bible. But knowing that my son loved those topics, I found other ways to continue learning and exposing him to those topics through art or music or nature, because there are so many different ways you can approach learning about history and Bible. So you choose what you expose your kids to, the healthy options, and then you teach them about having healthy boundaries. So the next question. (laughs) This is another good one. What if my kid never wants to do math or history or science? You can just fill in the blank. Everybody loves different things. So how do I answer that one? Hmm. Like I mentioned before, it's up to you as the parent to find ways to expose them to the things that may not come up on their own. They may not be just naturally interested in math, but also make sure that when you're doing that, you're looking for ways to make sure that you're hitting important skills and subjects, but in a way that speaks to your child the most. We spent a lot of the early years at home learning our math skills and science in the kitchen or on the beach. And the skills would become a natural pursuit, you know, counting shells on the beach or learning how to measure uh, ingredients to cook. 
it becomes a natural pursuit. And so therefore it makes sense to your kids why they need to understand it. And then they begin to learn and understand more because they want to or they need to. And understanding those things, if you're coming from a natural, a natural place, it helps them to understand the world that we live in. And those subjects become a lot easier for you to attack and, and find ways to approach um, for those children who are not necessarily interested in them. Next question. This is a good one, too. Often I get it. And, and it is basically this. So did you ever find a group of people who were on the same page? Hmm. That is a flat out nope. No, no, no. Not really in my everyday life. I did not find a group of people that thought like myself or that pursued homeschooling their children like myself. But I have two things to say about that. First, I loved my group of eclectic, not like me people. I really did. Sometimes being around other people who didn't do everything just like me made me remember my why. Um, as people would ask me questions over time, it helped me to have more confidence in what I was doing because my philosophy was really becoming what we embodied and what we were living out. And that was okay. And so even though they may not have understood everything that I wanted to do or how I was pursuing things, they accepted that and would continue to encourage me. Um, I also want to say this too about finding your tribe or your community. People that do things the same as you. It's great to share experiences with those people. It's great to explore. It's great to learn the way that, that you do it together. Um, but I have to say, be a part of a group that isn't doing everything the same. You can be a part of both. Um, you can have your community of people that, you know, you share experiences with that you think alike about field trips or education, but find a group, if it's a support group or whatever, that is mixture of people that are doing things differently. What that did for me is it, it really grew me and it inspired me. It would challenge me, but it confirmed me too. And it was being a part of a support group that was made up of so many different homeschool families um, was a way for not only myself to broaden my horizons and to see how other people think and learn, but it helps my kids to see how other people think and learn. And it helped my kids to understand and even more appreciate the way we did things um, because they could see people who were doing things different. So the next question, um, and this is a common question now more so than when I was starting out, but now I'm in a place where I can answer this question better. So does it really work through high school? Am I firm answers. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I have officially gone through an entire high school education with my son who was all about pursuing his passion. Nothing that he has encountered so far, thus far, has made us change our mind about that. Uh, we've had some conversations about that and discussions about that. Um, and part of it was me just flat out asking him, was there something that, you know, we could have done differently that would have made you feel more confident or secure in an area of your education. And he said, he said, no, we did it right. Um, his education is strong. And right now he'll pursue anything that he wants to learn or even needs to learn. And he'll do it without hesitation. And he'll do it without me having to be constantly on him. 
Um, of course, he's in college now. He knows how to study on his own. He knows how to do research. He's a self-guided learner and he loves learning. And that's what we want. The real goal of homeschooling is to create that love for learning that will carry you through your entire life. And knowing that no matter where my son or my daughter goes, that they know how to teach themselves something or how to learn something because they have those skills. I know that they're going to move from maybe passion to passion, or they're just going to go grow deeper in what they're interested in. And they know how to do it on their own without depending on somebody else to spoon feed that. Um, so it does work through high school and it does not hinder what your children may want to do once they're graduated and moving on to the next phase of life. <clears throat> so getting down to kind of the nuts and bolts of why I think this is the right approach to homeschooling, this, that would be a question. Why do you think it's the right approach to homeschooling coupled with this one? Isn't it just an easy way to avoid the hard stuff? Um, that's an interesting question because my first answer is going to be the second part of that question. We don't avoid the hard stuff at all. My kids will tell you that sometimes you have to do hard things, things that you don't necessarily like. They've had plenty of experiences with that. But after you accomplish that thing and you sit back and you see that you could actually do it, those experiences are sometimes the best things, the good things. Those are the things that are rewarding. And then although they're often unexpected, they may have opened the door to a new passion to pursue. So we still do the hard stuff in the best way that suits our natural bent, if we can find it. And about it being the right approach. Well, I think it's right for so many reasons. And at least to some degree, I think it's right for everyone. I think that it's important to pursue your passions. And if that's not your entire approach to homeschooling, I'll tell you why I think it's important for every way, everyone to approach it to some degree this way. This pursuit of passions lends itself to learning and remembering what you learn. When your child wants to know or understand something, it is in that moment or that season that their mind will actually grasp hold of the learning and make the connection with them. Um, through the learning process, they'll have new doors or possibly rabbit holes <laughs> that open up to them and they'll jump into the next thing. So the learning continues and it really does build on itself. And I think that that's a huge benefit of this approach to learning. Another reason is it really is a natural way of finding what inspires your child's heart and mind. Then they'll create and grow, learn even when you aren't asking them to. It makes learning natural and appealing to them and they become happier learners. This is what I would say. It's a way that you can study them and understand how they learn best. Finding ways to introduce things that they don't love in a way that they'll get it the best. By watching what my kids were passionate about and seeing them explore those things, I learned how to open up new new subjects from a different angle maybe um, an angle that gives them a reason to be interested in it and it's amazing what we learn ourselves as we're trying to teach our kids um, so it it didn't just expand their horizons it expanded mine as well but the takeaway here for me is if I were going to go back at the beginning of my homeschool journey I would wish that I could have grasped this pursuit of passion earlier even possibly from the very beginning 
but it's encouraging to know that you don't have to be at the beginning to embrace this in your homeschool. If you are already kind of exploring this idea of allowing your child to pursue their passions, know that you can do it and it can be a successful experience for any age. Any age child can really jump into this. And I've seen some parents who don't approach um, pursuit of passions as their whole approach to homeschooling who still help guide their students through different doors and avenues to find what they are passionate about. And when they do find what they're passionate about, they completely support them and encourage them and, and use that to teach. And that's so important. Um, so for me um, to be able to have this conversation with somebody today, I would just encourage you to step back and to look at how important the things that you learned as a child were what are the things you remember what are the things that you loved what are the things that you're passionate about now for some of us even college from college to where we are now in our lives it's completely different our passions can be different but if we look back to our childhood you're going to find things that at the core were the same and if you're able to watch your children and help them learn how to pursue their passions it, it unlocks, it's a key that unlocks their ability to learn and to love learning on their own. And that would be what I would ask you to consider as you're looking into the possibility of what homeschooling can look like for you. Um, I hope this has been an encouragement to you as you're navigating this adventure of homeschooling. And I want to thank you for listening in today. If you're new to homeschooling or if you just need some help along the way, FPEA is where you want to get connected to all things homeschooling in Florida and beyond. You can check out our website at FPA.com and then you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest for other homeschool tips, activities, and up-to-date info about all of our events. And join us next time right here on FPEA Connects. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.